When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mr. Finia Carr, this millennial's TV guided tour through the action television of yesteryear. Today, we're taking a journey back into the Pan African loving, evil science studying, crap shooting, evil half butt booting world of Knight Rider. I'm Jay McCain. With me, as always, is my brother from another mother, Aaron. How you doing, Aaron? Outstanding intro, Jay. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm trying to match your energy tonight. <laughs> I got I got the V-neck pulled down low for the David Hasselhoff respect. I got the mirrored oh, sunglasses. Yeah. We got some good views of his whatever you call that area on a the man. Pelt. <laughs> the, yeah. Hoff, the Hoff pelt. <laughs> I wonder if he ever was in uh, Playgirl. Huh. Because famously, what, like, um, Tom Selleck was. Uh, Burt Reynolds was. Burt Reynolds. Same guy to me in my brain. They <laughs> occupy the same space. Same. Um, do you have any actors or actresses like that? For me, also, Sandra Bullock and Julia Roberts are, like, the exact same person in my mind. Yeah, like Amy Adams and Isla Fisher. Uh, they're the I'll same take person. Your word for that. They're the same person. <laughs> and then you've also got Del Del uh, Dermot Del Rooney and McDermott Del Rey. <laughs> Those guys are the same, I think. They seem to have the same name, also. R- Rooney Mc McDermott, <laughs> <laughs> Mulvaney Rooney. Yeah, nailed it. That's the the same person. So today we watched um, season two, episodes one and two of Knight Rider Goliath. Well, not today, but that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, what'd you think? I had a great time with this. Um, My love of Knight Rider is no secret, and it was just great to be back in the universe. But there, there were some changes that I was not a fan of. Were Some yes. casting uh-huh. issues. What uh-huh. the hell was going on back in your day when they were like, I guess I could just be like, nope, sorry, you're not on the show anymore. Yeah, nope. you're not sexy enough in a jumpsuit. We're going to replace you with someone that we have deemed through our polling to be sexier because I that's mean, I what would the show. Strong disagree Dude, in general. Seven-year-old me was on your fucking team. <laughs> I have vivid memories of seeing this uh, episode of television for the first time. Uh-huh. I, at the uh, midpoint, I think I might have bawled oh. because I was so afraid that Kit and Michael were because like, how how would they live through that? How the fuck would they live through that? Um, 
and it's interesting to see things because I misremembered a couple of things, uh, okay. which I'll be talking about, and also just like how just truly magical this show has gotten in the second season, where it's like Kit can just warp oh, time yes. and space yes. and <laughs> see through solid matter and manipulate dice at distance. He's got he's like got half the powers of the Ian M. Banks the Culture series. I wonder if, like, did we miss something where a magical genie was installed in his carburetor or something? Because he yeah. has in season magic one, episode seventeen, Kit accidentally <laughs> ran over a lamp, and uh, <laughs> he's now inhabited by a, a benevolent djinn. Michael, a genie lives inside me now. He's so happy that my glove compartment is spacious. <laughs> He'll grant me unlimited wishes. <laughs> um. So yeah, yeah. I, I had a great time watching this. The other thing is, like, I had all these memories of like uh, Michael Knight, or you know, like David Hasselhoff playing evil uh, Garth, because Garth makes a lot of return, at least one, I think, maybe two or three more. Um. That that this is just kind of like a stupid thing. Uh, that it's a, like a and and it, like okay, wait a second. I, I I might be making the case too far in the other direction. It's not not a stupid thing, but he actually puts a performance into it. He definitely yes. turns up the intensity. He's got he a tries. whole different persona. Yes. like you can tell by just looking and he and listening to him that he's Garth or he's Michael, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. regardless of who he's because they they dress up as each other, which is all a fun little thing too. Um, That's true. Like yeah, I said, he's he, a flip flop. I don't know if he does a great job. I don't know if he knocks it out of the park, but it's definitely he's definitely hitting a double, and uh, I appreciate that. You know, you're, yeah. you're 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 still trying here. You you've had a runaway successful first season. You're back in the second season, and you're really swinging for defenses. You're trying crazy new shit. Molecularly bonded mm-hmm. semis running over Kit. Uh, love it. <laughs> Remember when David Hasselhoff had that little incident with the cheeseburger that got recorded on the bathroom floor? <laughs> Vaguely, is this? Do you a... think? Do you yeah. think he ever was tempted to be like that? Was that was Garth? <laughs> that was that was not me. Clearly, that was, that was Garth Hasselhoff with an E. With an <laughs> yeah. E. That's the other thing. I, Garth is spelled with it. It's Garth, just like you think it is, and then with an E. What kind of pretentious hmm. bullshit is that? Garth, Garthy. I didn't catch. I did not catch that. Yeah, it's Garth <laughs> with an E. Garthy. Uh, but you, you, do you want to talk about like? Do, do you want to dispense all the big topics, uh, or do you want to take them as they come? Because the I other s- one obviously is uh, the Bonnie outrage. Mm, okay, let's take it as we come. This is gonna be a long one anyway, since this oh, was yeah. a two-parter. Yeah. So let's get it. Let's get into the meat. All right. Uh, we're going to start the episode, uh, obviously intro flawless 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I, I'm going to stop the front Night Rider is the best theme song. Oh yes. I do think, Finally. I do think Airwolf and, uh, and Dukes of Hazard are in my second place for sure though. I mean, it's, it's almost hard to compare Dukes because it's so different. It's different, but it's good. I like the it Dukes theme song. I agree. I'm okay with that. Uh, so we after the credits, we see a blonde man. He's snooping around a fulfillment center in the cane or in the <laughs> desert. We see a fancy man in a fancy car get out with a fancy cane. We don't see his face. 
Oh, right. Yeah, which is actually kind of a callback to the pilot. It, a sure, bit. it sure as shit is. Uh, <laughs> the blonde man sneaks inside. He's got a camera. And this looks for all the world and probably is a drywall warehouse. It just has <laughs> sheets of drywall just stacked up everywhere. Uh-huh. Um, but it's also an African warlord's base in America. Right. Uh, he takes pictures of various things. He's seeing crates full of presumably military it is gear. <laughs> uh, it's totally just drywall. It is. It's just drywall. <laughs> he, he takes pictures of uh, the, the the drywall and the the, the crates of what we'll f- uh, later understand are missiles and the grill of what we'll later understand is a behemoth mm-hmm. uh, tractor trailer named Goliath. Um, while he's doing this, what is revealed to be Garth Knight steps out with <laughs> his goofy bracelet and necklace and his ice cream suit. He's got a cane gun. You think this was goofy? I think it was a cool look. I mean, I feel like back then it wouldn't have been considered goofy, right? Uh, it's definitely a little huggy bear. Huggy bear? Yeah, a little little pimp off of uh, Starsky and Hutch. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? Um, it's got, a lot, flavor, it's that got one, a lot of flavor, though. Yeah. Also, this man's greatest marksman in the world. He, right. with a gun with no sights, he does not bev- bother to look down the, 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 the barrel, and he closes his eyes before he squeezes the trigger <laughs> and hits this guy, kills him. Amazing. That's a trick shot. That's true. Uh, I mean, we don't know for sure that that shot is actually what kills him. True. <laughs> Maybe later the uh, some of the goons showed up and were like, uh, we're just going to finish him off for you, boss. Yeah. This, uh, this, uh, well, what, so what do we think of Gar? We talked about a little bit about what we think of Hoth as the Garth man. Um, I, but I can't get over the name. How were Garth? these coked up television writers like, okay, we're going to have the ultimate villain <clears throat> for Michael Knight. We're going to actually kind of retcon things a little bit to make this fit. Okay, guys, name. We got Michael Knight. That's a uh-huh. strong name. Who are we going to oppose? Garth? Garth is what came out of that room? Was Garth cool for a minute? You have Garth Brooks, you have Garth from Wayne's World, who I guess was kind of a spaz, right? Yeah. But cool in a not-trying-to-be-cool way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They did, I... Garth Brooks went on to have his own alter ego with a different facial hair. Do you think that is what inspired... (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> what was his name? Is, is, it was, I can't remember. It was, it was, a, was it not Chris Gaines? Chris Isaacs? No, that's, those are actually legitimate people. Garth Brooks, Alter <laughs> Ego. I thought it was something Oh, it's Chris Gaines. Gaines. That's right. It's yeah. Chris Gaines. It would have been hilarious if he called himself Michael, Michael <laughs> Brooks. Michael Brooks. <laughs> wow, it was right there, dude. You got the goatee. Oh, he should have. He should have been Michael Brooks. He should have. Uh, what was he thinking? What was he thinking? Um. Yeah, I don't know about the name. I, I wish they'd workshop that name a little I'm bit. I'm okay with it. I think Garth is a good and sort of like Darth. You know. Mm, well, I wonder if that's what it is because Star Wars was what was really huge. Empire yeah. just come out. People were going nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh. So we get about a minute of kit porn. And it's good. The kit porn in this episode is real good. Lots of sexy desert highways. 
I agree. Lots of this big Trans Am uh, fire is uh, slinking down the road. It, uh, it's it's it's, mm-hmm. it's it's good. It's all good. Uh, Kit can't find any redeeming qualities about gambling because it turns out Michael's earned himself a yet another vacation. <laughs> he does vacation a lot. He vacations he? a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's going. They're working vacations, to be fair. He's yeah. going to Vegas to blow off some steam. Kit wants to know the charms of gambling. I think Kit's just hustling him. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, I don't know how to play pool. You'll kick my butt kind of a right. thing. Also, like, Kit is in charge That's... of the computer that they play on. And the motherfucker <laughs> cheats at dice as soon as yes. they give him the ability to. Like, come on. Mm. Come on, Michael. Don't be a chump. <laughs> but, yeah. Kit um, pretty much kicks his booty at uh, Blackjack over and over again. Uh, so Devin calls while he's on his way and says, Michael, since you're in Las Vegas, I want you to check on Arita. She's a Las Vegas card dealer and she's lost her brother. And I'm like, the foundation of law and government <laughs> stops military generals from selling nuclear tipped field ordinance to rogue nations and also checks up on the missing brothers of Las Vegas <laughs> card dealers. Well, there's no job point. too small. Uh, it's a slow week here at the foundation. Uh, we're gonna, we've got some busy work for you. Uh, uh, April. Okay, here's let's let's get to April. April is the new Bonnie, and she is right. combination Devon secretary slash sex kitten and also mechanic somehow. Uh, I think this is a massive downgrade from Bonnie. Uh, it is. Um, in, I, a, in a lot of ways, for sure. But also, like in a big way, like the it, in like the Bonnie was just like a a mechanic who was good at her job who happened to also be beautiful. Right. Whereas this is more of like a blow up doll as a it's character. Definitely, uh, like Bonnie didn't aggressively cater to the male gaze because she's you right. know she's always wearing a sensible jumpsuit. She's got you know she's got long uh, I guess feminine hair and a reasonable amount of makeup, but she wasn't all glammed up and dolled up. This this April looks like she steps off of a, you know, what, what do they call those? The uh, glamour shots. Right, yeah. So she's always wearing a sexy uh, um, dress. She's got her makeup done to the not to the tins. Mm-hmm. Got her hair all done. Like, some of these outfits she, she wears later, it's like, to put her in pigtails, it's yeah. The pigtails is what really the pigtails was set really me like. Off. What the fuck, man? Right. <laughs> and just like I guess this Bonnie. I remember seven years. Like I was pissed. I was pissed. Where I didn't quite understand why, but I was upset that Bonnie was gone. You so know? Bonnie also was. Oh, it wasn't Mike from Airwolf. Who... Oh yeah, she played Mike from uh, MacGyver. MacGyver, MacGyver. One episode and got recast. And then got re- I sort of feel terrible for this woman. Maybe, maybe uh, Patricia McPherson is uh, just hard to work with. A nightmare to work with. I was that, like, she wasn't even actually. She, she was actually supposed to be. She was supposed to be a sex kit in season one, and she just nah. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm gonna act like I'm repulsed by this guy. That's the play. Well, that would be play. awesome. Though. Get my agent on the line if you don't like it, and they're like, uh, we, <laughs> uh, we will. <laughs> we, need, we, need to, we need to get a compliant blonde in here for season two, boys. Boo. Um, That's I do, all I could say. I do think fan outrage caused them to rehire her in season three on. Oh, she comes back? She comes back. 
Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah. All right. She fucking All right. broke. She fucking broke the network. That's how fucking cool a, she uh, is. A a fevered letter writing campaign spearheaded by one seven year old Aaron Hubbard. <laughs> I used a lot of construction paper that summer. <laughs> canvassing all of Hollywood. I made a lot of collages, drew a lot of pictures, ate a lot of paste. One of the one of the most outspoken critics coming out of central Indiana. <laughs> uh so, April reminds uh April, the aforementioned April reminds Devin he's got a date tonight with Winton Knight's widow, who's supposedly right. beautiful, very beautiful. Right. And she's good looking for an older yeah. gal, sure. Yeah. They're 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 um, a nice match. They'd be a lot of fun together, sure. When do we want to get into the character of of the the widow? Um let's get into it here in two scenes from now. Okay. Yes. Uh so Michael Knight bops into casino and sits right down at Rita's table because he's got no chill. And she's like, oh, hey, Garth. And he's like, who the hell are you talking about? Oh, she was like, oh, you just look like someone I know. He reveals he's Michael Knight from the Foundation, and he's here to investigate her brother. And she's like, Jesus Christ, I can't talk here. Come visit me after midnight. Then we get a scene of the aforementioned beautiful Winton Knight widow, whose name is Elizabeth, and she's entertaining Devon. Okay, here we are. What you, what you got? What you got for the, the, the Knight widow? Well, why is she so evil? Like, she seems to not be on the same page with her her deceased husband at all. Like, what happened there? I think that Winton Knight was horrified that his son turned into, essentially, into a self-funded rogue state. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, he's very foundation for law and government, goddammit. He's not right. about supporting African revolutionaries. I, I kind of, because I, I low key think Garth Knight is a little based uh, in this episode, but we'll get there. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Way. Uh, he, but, but like, I, I think he's so horrified that he was just willing to cut him completely out of his will and out of his life. And I think his mother just refused to do that because she's got the mother's love. And so. She okay. felt the lash too. Went and kind of like cut her out of the will and spent mo- the bulk of his money on the foundation. Uh, Seems pretty well pissed. off. <laughs> I think I think she's doing fine. She could be better. I what guess. She's so. Okay, so she's just motivated by a mother's love. Well, and greed. Like they also stay like because Devin at one point kind of openly says like, "Was well, this actually for Garth Knight's ego, or is this for her kind of greed and lust for power herself?" So I think it's a little come see, come say. Right. She her plan is to gain wealth. Okay. Okay. Fine, fine. It's just like, man, man, you are not on the same page as your ex-husband. Not at all. I guess not ex-husband, but dead husband. Right. Um, Yeah, way, way different agendas going on. Okay, but anyway. She's evil in like the the Eartha Kit Catwoman version, where it's like Devin's like, you poisoned me and almost killed me, and you're selling nukes to African warlords. And she's like, oh, Devin, am I really? Come on, I'm just a woman. Sit down, right. let me pour you a cup of poison. And, and she kind of pulls it off. 
Yeah, she pulls it off. It is pretty bizarre. She goes pretty hard, too. She's like, you know I always found you attractive. That's why mm. I never visited the institution. It's because I oh, was she's, so hot for you. She's working Devin. She's, she's, uh-huh. She comes uh, into the scene telling him a story about her scandalous life living the way a attractive divorcee is supposed to live with her tastes and wealth. And she's mm. like, oh, it's probably scandalous, but I'm sure nothing can shock uh, like essentially a man of the world like you, Gavin. He's like, "What are you talking about, lady? I'm still a virgin. Uh, I fought WW2, and that's uh, it." Uh, no, I'm I'm sure I'm sure Gavin's lived a life. Uh, no, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, Devin. For sure. I keep calling him G- Gavin's dad. De- De- Devin. That's Garth and Devin together. Is Gavin? Oh man, this super. Oh, that'd be funny if if Devin has an evil brother named Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> Was it that would be this- great. Was it with this night foundation, man? Um, <laughs> Everyone's got an evil. Even Bonnie has an evil version of herself named April. <laughs> oh God, April's probably evil. <laughs> so uh, Devin's like, you know, I'm having a good time here, and you certainly are beautiful, but I can't help but think you have an ulterior motive. She goes, Oh, oh, oh Devin, it's so stuffy. Open up the window, and as mm-hmm. he turns around to do it, she doses his drink. Devin's uh, uh, really bold in this episode. He just walks into t- situations where he knows and expressly communicates that he's in trouble. There's something fishy here, and he just shows up anyway. He does it again later. Yeah, I mean he he confronts he confronts problems in life. That's for sure. I mean the man was busting himself out of jail last season. He's uh, he's a man of action. Yeah. So. uh... Rita and Mike, uh, Michael, are uh, out driving around uh, Vegas after midnight, and uh, she tells him about this man she knows, Garth, and she he shows up one day and his loves bombs her and uses her to get close to her brother, uh, who he has do odd jobs, and I guess these jobs are so odd they might be illegal. Uh, so she said her brother got suspicious of Garth and started making tape recordings, and gave her a key to where he has secured these tapes, and Garth has gone on to, she fears, kill him. Mm. And she gives him this key, and she's like, I'm sorry, that's not much to go on. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You're giving a man <laughs> a key to physical hardcore, but I guess the secret is, they, what they don't really establish is, she doesn't know where the tapes yeah. are. She has the key, right. but she has no idea where it goes. Right. Not super helpful from the brother there. <laughs> Um, and, uh, she says that Michael is the antithesis of Garth, and it's clear to me that Michael has no idea. They make a joke about it, but I don't think Michael knows what antithesis means. No. And she turns into Bricktop from Snatch for a second. She's like, do you know what antithesis means? Oh, God, I had that same joke (laughs) in my notes, dude. (laughs) So good. Do you know what antithesis means? And he, he plays it off cool but he doesn't answer the question no no that, that's 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 uh he's got the look of like a, a like a laboratory retriever when you say the word food like he kind of cocks his head like he's like I, I know this is important but I don't what uh, yeah um meanwhile back with a, an Elizabeth's parlor Devin starts to get heavy lidded and he mm-hmm. passes out as she says you're a stubborn one now we shall begin, and she pegs the shit out of him. 
Right? Yeah, this got, like, weirdly rapey. That's the thing. It did feel like, yeah, this didn't feel, because when they, they said uh, poisoned, you know, Devin's been poisoned. I'm like, no, nah, he got drugged. There's a difference. Right. Yeah. But no, I think he actually did get, get poisoned, it turns out. Well, he, he was poisoned by a rare African truth serum. <laughs> right. Um... So Garcon, she gets Garth on the phone and says, we have a, the formula. It's time to begin. And this sets off a fucking sequence, like like mm. a Breaking Bad level meth cooking <laughs> sequence <laughs> where this intimidating, intimidating black semi gets backed into this facility and science stuff starts happening. And scientists are doing science things with like glowing drills and hammers and they're welding yes. on this big truck. And yes. And, Garth gets superimposed over the whole action, like a double exposure, and he's pouring <laughs> mm-hmm. over these schematics. And, you know, he's honestly the true heir to the Night Empire. He's just evil. Yeah. He, uh, he has, he has his dad's brain, and, um, <laughs> and David Hasselhoff has Garth's dad's face, which is also bizarre. They allude to that in the pilot, but it's like he made him. He made you look like a young version of himself. Yeah. Uh, made him a, look like a the exact clone of his son. There, there's a very, very slight retconning. Well, yeah. I mean, it might be a severe retconning. I don't know. But uh, no, I think it's slight. I mean, whatever. Dad looked like a young version. Thing. Yeah, exactly. You could be like, they looked identical, you know? Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, but but yeah, I just I just got a kick out of these montages of the construction of Goliath. It's, it's just it's just yeah. really good. It's really good. And again, the set the set is amazing. Like it really looks like this is in the early '80s, y'all. Like this is some heavy duty. I don't know where the hell they found this place, but I hadn't thought about it. But yeah, it is pretty good. I guess um, it's probably like a a semi mechanic. <laughs> warehouse or something but just so much like they just wield so much like diagnostic shit and stuff in there it just I, it's just sure. really cool it looks like a mad scientist laboratory slash garage uh, <laughs> and there's and the dramatic music too is just oh, it's like the something some demon being born in the overlook hotel it's it's great it's great uh meanwhile kit still cheating at cars cards car cards Car cards. Uh, it is literally car cards. He's card sharpened Michael, and April calls, and she has yet another hairstyle and outfit. Bonnie, you could set a clock to her. Same hair, same makeup, same jumpsuit. Episode by episode. April is a fashion show. I'm not gonna lie. Going I didn't even realize that was the same person until you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought She's those were two different blonde gals. <laughs> Uh, she says, Michael, you got to come back. He's like, what about this Rita job? She says, drop it. Devin was poisoned. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And so this Michael, could have been a phone call. I, like, yeah. He didn't yeah. need to drop the case and head back. Uh, Michael grabs Rita and tells her, hey, I got to leave on short notice. And she says, she scorns him and yeah, says, oh, my problems aren't big enough for the foundation. I see. And she's kind of honestly, she's I, I I'm not on her side. She's she's being a little <laughs> she's being a little much here, right? Yeah, it could. It, I mean, they could be preventing World War Three, right? Yeah, like she, you went from like, oh, don't bother to send someone to like, I'm entitled to all of your help at the timetable that I choose. Wow. Um, but Michael's it's got no time for this woman drama because he sees Garth. He's like, holy fuck, that's me <laughs> with an evil goatee. 
It is funny. If I got a face transplant and looked like someone else, and then mm-hmm. I saw, and then <laughs> oh, I saw right? someone that looked like my new face, kind of. That'd I don't know if I up. would. Well, I don't know if I would necessarily initially think, hey, that guy looks like me. Oh, because your residual self-image. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like when exactly. you buy a new car and you forget and you go out in the parking lot looking for your old car. Like, where the fuck is it? And... Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, yes. Um, uh, I noticed that Michael, he wears a leather jacket throughout most of this episode. But here I think he's wearing a formal Canadian tuxedo. All black jeans. <laughs> Right? You're right. Yeah. You're right. Very rarely you see the formal tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, the formal Canadian super tuxedo. Right. It's a practically white tie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's as good as it gets. It's also <laughs> convenient that uh, Michael Knight and um, Garth Knight have the same body type and height, also. Yeah. Not hands, just the chest same hair fit. patterns. They uh-huh. really went, the, they took plastic surgery to the next <laughs> yeah. level. Listen, I got shot in the face, and you reconstructed my face. I appreciate that, but why'd you break my legs and yeah. recast them to give me an extra two What did you do to my inches? nipples? <laughs> Where, what is all this hair in my chest? Oh my God. And the circumcision. That was too far. <laughs> uh, Winton was a madman. I think we talked about that in the pilot. Like, who does that? And they're he like, especially when they're yeah. like, my God, look how sexy and virile he looks. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, Devin's pissed about Michael trying to mother hit him about being sick, and and f- f- fair enough. Uh, and he demands to know what's going on. He says, "You'll never guess." Uh, Winton had a son, Garth, that looked exactly like you, and he was serving cons- three consecutive life right. uh, sentences in an African prison for his revolutionary wars he was fighting over there. And Michael's processing this like, holy shit, Winton made me look exactly like his son. And <laughs> Devin to deflect says, well, you know, we didn't expect to ever see him again. Thought he's going to just <laughs> rot in African prison. So, oh, know. well, that excellent play. What the fuck did you do to me? <laughs> you made me look exactly like an African war criminal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to he be said, fair, he was in jail. He he uh he said, well, um, I think they're after the molecularly bonded shell formula, mm-hmm. which is a good fucking guess, because the next scene, we're back to the science montage. The yes. scientists are spraying on the molecular coating from an LED infused hose because <laughs> it's the future. They got rope lights tied to a, a, a paint gun. <laughs> It's literally what it is. It like, is like the rope yeah. lights you see at your your average yeah. tiki bar. Like that's yeah. They just got yeah. those zip tied to a, a conventional spray painter. Uh, there's computer mainframes, men in white coats welding things, guards mm-hmm. superimposed making a list and checking it twice. You know it's serious when the guy who's doing the welding is wearing a tie. Mm-hmm. That's when it's real science. Hell yeah, that's uh, that's American labor right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and look look at. Look at him, evil eye fucking us. Yes, he's so yeah, he intense. Looks good. He looks. I honestly think he looks a little bit better as Garth. I think they gave him some eyeliner for sure. Oh, that's probably why he is. He is popping. Maybe some bronzer. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there, he's he's definitely got a distinct look. Maybe he's sucking in his cheeks a bit. I don't know. We'll be back to talk more about why is Mister Feeny a car after this quick break. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now we're back with more. Why is Mr. Feeney a car? Devin explains how <laughs> Winton's... filmed that before craft services, all those scenes. <laughs> Um, Winton devised this fiendish scheme to keep the molecular bonded formula safe. He gave it to three of his closest friends and, uh, they each have a fragment. So any two can get together and decide to make a total formula. Right. Um, It's a molecularly bonded shell game, if you will. (laughs) A three dude Monty. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so they... They uh and and, and uh, Devin then reveals that one of the the three men has gone missing in Rio de Janeiro. Right. And Michael's like, "Oh my God, the first man's done." And and uh, Devin's like, "I might be the second man because I was poisoned with this rare African drug that's also a truth serum." Mm-hmm. And I think I gave up the formula. Like what? What is? What? What does that mean? Like. I, what kind of what kind of formula can you just memorize and spit out under the uh, the effect of heavy drugs that someone could go and fabricate in a right. lab? It's sodium and chloride. But or, over- or it's the the molecularly bonded shell was in you the whole time. It was just water. <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to figure this out because Kit can see through three feet of lead with an infrared camera. Okay. So, so was, science science does not exactly apply on this show. What I like about this is one of the themes that we have discovered in season two of doing Feeny is how hungry the audience was for an evil version of the protagonist, right? We yes. had evil A-Team, we had evil Airwolf, kind of. Yes. And it's like, sure, we get we don't get evil Kit. We get giant semi truck with one of Kit's features. But they did evil Kit last season, remember, with Carr. Oh fuck! I they're, forgot they're about. They're going car. back to the evil vehicle, and they're like, "You can tell it's like, well, we already did the evil kit. Now, what are we going to do? What's the stakes? Evil semi kit, giant, giant kit. I forgot about car. Wow, how okay. did you forget about car? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. God. I'm sorry. Car comes out. If we ever do season three, we'll have to revisit car too. Hell yeah. Um, so they are uh, kits. Kits horrified. Well, no, no, no. Wait, first, we have more kit porn. Wait. What the hell am I thinking? Oh, I put in my notes that Michael has real feelings about like this the shell being stolen and and Devin getting poisoned and Hoff is like I said is really challenging right. himself here. You know, he's actually putting in a performance. We get we get more kit porn and this is I think the best. Well, boy, there's that Monument Valley shit later, but there's they they're doing this magic hours uh, filming where like there's natural starbursts coming off of Kit's lines yeah. and his shiny and it just looks fucking gorgeous it it just kids is so sexy look at this look at that i feel gonna... like they upped the budget for season two and they used it in a couple of ways getting some real nice shots of yeah. kit driving around and also they bought one rolling stones song and damn it they're gonna use it <laughs> i think they might have spent probably 25 percent of the budget of the season <laughs> on this two two episodes too who knows yeah probably 
Uh, so Kit's horrified to learn of Garth's background and even more so the fact that he might lose his uniqueness. We know that that was once a sense uh, in, in last season, a sense of uh, um, like bleakness and despair, but he eventually kind of grew to like his uniqueness, his one-of-a-kind nature. Right. And it's under threat again. But now there's Carr, and now there's also Goliath. You're not that unique, yeah. Kit. You're not that special. So Michael's cranky about how long backtracing this key is going to take and Kit's like well how about we play some blackjack he's like I'm fucking broke kid I can't afford to play it right. <laughs> down in Rio de Janeiro there, we're traveling the world in this episode we're, we are we're jet setting uh, Devin and April check on their doctor friend turns out he is dead in a suite last seen in the company of Elizabeth Knight Winton Knight's widow dum 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 yeah, pretty easy to put that one together. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, what kind of Brazilian hotelier is this, by the way? He knocks her out immediately. Right? Is there no honor? <laughs> well, if it's a man, he would have discretion. But a woman, oh, a man's right. asking about a woman's business, he deserves to know. That's so. a good point, especially a fancy British man. Whoops. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love Devin's like, call a hospital that can treat exotic poisons. <laughs> right, and the guy goes and gets on the phone. It's yeah, like, well, okay. let me call the exotic poison hospital. It's well, like, well, it is Brazil. The Amazon's right there. He's like, sir, that por favor, that is every I'm hospital. African exotic, not South American exotic. <laughs> That's a good point. You fool. Um, so the other thing I love is April. Uh, looks checks this guy's pulse and immediately says he's been dead at least 24 hours. Right, yeah. How the fuck did, are you a doctor in addition <laughs> to a secretary and a car doctor. Uh, supercar mechanic? Yeah. Damn. His motor all. oil's gone cold. <laughs> the check engine light is all but burnt out at this point. Uh, so Kit fi- Kit finally has a lead on the location where the key can be used. There's it's either a bowling alley and a bus terminal. Spoiler alert. It's the bus terminal. Michael goes through the tedious process of trying every lock. And what really tickled me is it doesn't seem like he has any methodical approach. It really seems like he's just trying random lockers. Yeah. Like he's crouched down. He tries one. He gets up and he goes to the middle of the next top row. <laughs> right. Starts trying like what? Dude, get a fucking system. Yeah. But it, it works because he opens it up. I'm going to do all the prime numbers first. Well, I guess that's that's thought. That's a system. <laughs> he um he finds a duffel bag that's loaded with tapes. Right. I yeah. There's at least twelve sixty minute tapes in here. Well, we don't know that all of those tapes are evidence. Some of them could be, you know, Molly the Book Hatchet. of Mormon on tape or uh-huh. <laughs> and Molly uh-huh. Hatchet. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I just thought it was, I just laughed at just the ludicrous amount of tapes that he has in there. It's like Jesus Christ was Garth recording an audio book of crime? Like, come on! Um, uh, now let me get to part seven of my manifesto. <laughs> let me tell you about the opinions I developed as a warlord in Africa. Um, Capital that- banks and what it means to you. <laughs> Back at the facility, work continues on Goliath Apace. Um, he's back in his ice cream configuration, and his scientist <laughs> informs him that the molecularly bonded shell will be fully hardened by noon tomorrow in time for his demonstration. Mm. And as he requested, his rockets will be loaded at the top of his truck. And he smiles in grim inevitability of his triumph. 
Yes. He's a fun, evil character. Yeah, he's having a good time. He's got a master plan by God. It's going down stroke by stroke. And that's and... what I really ask for in a villain. Do a Palpatine style. Have fun. Yeah. While you're while you're doing your evil. Cackle a bit. Choose some Cackle. scenery. Yes. Do a flip with a sword. <laughs> Uh, Michael listens to the tapes and he hears repeated mention of Red Bluffs, this location, and my and Kit cannot find any trace of this location in his, mm-hmm. his data banks. I, it beggars my belief that there's not a Red Bluffs in the United States aside from the secret military base, but whatever. <laughs> it doesn't have the internet. Um, he says maybe Rita has a lead, and Kit says if she's still talking to you, and I'm like Jesus Christ, what an attitude we're copping here. <laughs> We're like, channeling Michael Knight at that moment. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Fuck Rita. I, yeah, I don't like Rita. I think I think I think Rita's uh, is is no good. I don't like her. Uh, we return back to the casino now. She is no longer dealing cards. She's playing cards. I don't yeah. know why a Las Vegas dealer would hang out. Well, she's friends with the blackjack like bar- pit. Bartenders drink at their friends' bars. You this know, this is true. It's- that's sad, but true. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's friends with old Frank here, and she gives him a generous tip. Uh, Michael sidles up to her at the table, says, you're right about that key, and she tries to walk away. I'm like, God oh, damn it, what the hell? And she's like, you shouldn't bring up my personal business at work. And he demands, he's like, okay, enough bullshit. What about this red bluff? She's like, I don't know what you're talking about, and this isn't the time or place. And he is pissed, buddy, and I'm right there with you, Michael. Thank God. In her world, a red bluff is when you're pretending that you have a a flush of all hearts when you don't. Don't look at me for poker knowledge. I got, I got, it's not (laughs) my game, buddy. Not my game. Let's move forward. Uh, I'm tapping three black mana and. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. Swing it. No. Um, if anyway. you could play like casual, well, not casual, but like if you could gamble with like a booster draft or something, I guess you probably can. You could just do that. We used to play. We used to play for uh, decks. Like mm. when we get together and play on Friday night, it's whoever won would get the other guy. You know, so like if you got a, like a foil nickel bolus, like hell yeah, you want to win that night. But I want to do this in Vegas with a dealer. Yes. Okay. Well, then you want to go like to Gen Con because uh, you can. I'm sure you could hook something like that up. But I, I guess I would lose. I would lose every hand. I also want it to be as fast as, like, a hand of blackjack. Just, like, flip it over. And you want a supercar guaranteeing the result in the parking lot. <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah. Uh, so Elizabeth Knight wants Michael and Rita dead because they're loose ends. And he says, if it was up to you, mother, half the world would be dead. All she knows is what I tell her, and all he knows is what she tells him. And it's kind of badass. It's like... He's got he's he's got this shit like this is all part of his master plan down to luring Kit and Michael out to his demonstrate. They're unwittingly. It's like it's like this is some like Kevin Spacey from seven type shit that he's pulling. Mm. Um, Never saw it. I'm sorry. That's, oh, that's, that's one right. of those. That's one of those movies that people give me a hard time for not having seen. Not me. It's all right. It's okay. all right. You've probably seen you probably just culturally osmos the important I'm aware of the of premise it. yes exactly um and uh, he's also says Michael Knight must die he was designed to replace me how could I possibly tolerate his life on earth he's a living 
breathing insult to my existence. It's like, Which, god damn. It's fair. And I he's, think he's that's fair. The, he's doing the voice. Yeah, hell, I mean, like I said, I, I would love to know more about Winton and this guy's relationship. How do you raise a son? Right? And he turns into an African revolutionary warlord. Like, I'm sorry. There's some. I, I, maybe uh, Witten was just an arch fucking conservative and Garth mean, couldn't yeah, handle it. I mean, if you're like a mega billionaire who funds his own essentially secret police to advance his specific agenda. Have we seen uh, anyone, anyone but white people at the white, the, the, the no. Knight Foundation? The How Knight you- Foundation? <laughs> how do you interesting uh, yeah how, how do you rev- how do you rebel against that as like a teenager well you support pan-african liberation hell yeah hell yeah you do <laughs> <laughs> so well oh, i i want to ask you this since we're looking at it what do you think of the custom commercial brake bumpers in this episode to feature kit going on a head-on collision towards goliath is that too spoilery or is that it's because when for, i mm-hmm. go ahead for me it's too spoilery I gotta say, when I was a seven-year-old watching this, it was like, every time I saw it, I was like losing my fucking mind. Like, oh my god. Oh my god. How the hell is How are we gonna get here? How are we gonna get here? You know? But it is um, like... They also, the- they, they also showed that for like weeks on uh, end. Yeah, yeah. Because this was like is- the, the season... Sorry. This is credited as episode two or three, but I'm pretty sure this was the season premiere of se- of season two. So I don't, I don't know what the hell the production numbers are all about. Mine said one and two. But so, mm. I mean, essentially, this is um, a movable object, unstoppable force. Yeah. What will happen? So technically, it's not a spoiler because it, they're just setting up like what happens when Kit hits this giant semi truck. Find and out. You don't really know. Like as a kid, I'm like, yeah. maybe Kit can knock his front wheel out. Well, I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've seen Kit do crazy shit. Uh, so April and Devin brief. Uh, Michael about Garth and what they found out about him that he spent time in African prison with the Sambe Kuna, a Pan-African liberation movement leader. Uh, and they become business partners. My, uh, Garth has taken a whole bunch of leases on unsafe, condemned African diamond mines. And right. Kuna has thousands of, of willing followers, so he sends his fanatical army into the mines to the tunes of $50 million of blood diamonds. And that's how they're financing mm-hmm. this operation. Pretty good premise. Yeah. Um, yeah. A little unnecessary. <laughs> like the whole Pan-African liberation thing feels a little tacked on. Um, yeah, it's like, is this... Uh, didn't, you could just tell me he had a bunch of his dad's money. Well, I mean, there was like, this was like <laughs> a big deal in the 80s. Like the, Af- the, the, the starvation in Ethiopia, the droughts, the famines, the warlords like stealing the supplies. Like, sure. Like... It's just very 20th century, right? Like, you know, um, when 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 the warlords are bestriding the European continent, nobody's there to be like, hey, you guys need to knock this shit off. This isn't how civilized countries behave. And now we're making tea. I don't yeah, know. It's like, a little thing called Easy Company did just that. <laughs> I <laughs> True. I guess that's true. I guess the outside <laughs> forces did intervene in that conflict, didn't they? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, I like, do. I do. Like I it's, do. This, it's very white man's yeah, it's very, it's very poor. It's like, this is like, they're doing the shit that every, every landmass does to figure out their, like, to the, the, the get their states sh- sh- uh, shooken out, right? And like, you know, they're just, they're just having a poor taste to do it 
when uh, the the Western world is is finished with it. So right. I don't know. Yeah, and and like I don't know. It's like he he had a ill begotten claim to that diamond mine. That should have been our diamond right. mine. Damn it! Was it unsafe <laughs> or was it just unprofitable? Right, Elon Musk's dad was like, "Hang got on, a good deal on that diamond mine." <laughs> um, Devin said, "So, what have you found about Red Bluff?" And he's like, "Ah, I'll keep you posted." So, Michael Knight, I don't know why <laughs> they do not explain this yeah. in, in <laughs> this insane hail investigatory hail mary he does, <laughs> but he rolls into what is charitably called a used car. Uh, a previously owned vehicle yard. It's really a junkyard, right. but it's it's owned by a man named Chief. And it turns out he, mm-hmm. yes, yes, he is a Native American. And yes, he does mm-hmm. know about Red Bluffs. It's the old Indian burial ground. Sick. Of course. S-I-C. That the government has erected a fence around to keep everyone, including the Native Americans, out. Right. They have a good they laugh do. about that. Like They do. <laughs> they do. They literally do. Like, oh, that government. Like it's, it's, it's protected lands. Oh, so only the Indians can get there. It's protected from us, too. Ha, yeah, ha, ha, right, like. right. Uh-huh. They're just keeping their boomsticks there, and they don't want us poking around. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, you're right. This was a pretty. This was a big yeah, swing. Like, well, there's nothing but... official. Let's, let's, let's ask the engines and see what they have to say. Um, and then right. also there's a pull over to first base that says Chiefs, and that's where we'll find them. <laughs> right. Well, they don't show you the the first stop. He ended up at the uh, Kansas City Chiefs memorabilia mm, store, right? Asking them about the red bluffs, right. and they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Um. So the he's like, "Will you tell me where this place is?" Like, yeah. And he draws a map on a dusty hood, and Michael Knight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you take I-15 out of town, and then it cuts. Yeah. And I was just like, well, that's easy right. directions. That'll Nobody easy. wants to stay for the 15 minutes of detailed directions of how you get to the Red Bluffs. But uh, no. we got more kit porn. This is the best. They go past Elephant Rock in Nevada. This is some real postcard mm. cinematography oh, shit. look at you. Look Knowing at that the name of that shit. specific rock. It does look like well, an elephant. That's, that's probably why they call it that. Um, and it, it's, oh. it's, just, it's great. It's beautiful. Like, I'm getting my fucking television... Viewer money's worth here. Uh, uh-huh. They come up to a gated fence, and uh, Michael's like, I don't know, it looks like a plain old mountain to me. And Kit oh, goes in x-ray mode, and it reveals two large doors somehow in the distance, but he can't peer them because he thinks they're lead-lined. Right. Lead, lead-plated doors. Why would there be lead-plated doors out here, Michael? What are they hiding? I, I had, I must, uh, as a kid, I must have thought this was so cool. I was so enthralled with underground bases. I still kind of am. I, uh, I would... I'm okay, I'm okay with them being able to detect the, the lead same. doors. Like, that's alright. But later, it gets a little more suspect. Yeah. Uh, cause, cause he says, I can't, and he's like, uh... Can you see through the lead with enough power? And he's like, of course not. Uh, maybe if I tried infrared. I'm like, that is not how any of this stuff works, man. I have no. Uh, I think infrared would see a big cold door. <laughs> right. So Devin's uh, Devin lands back from Rio de Janeiro and he meets Michael at the airport and he says, I've checked with the military and they swear there's no base out there. Uh, they suspect that the Pan-African Liberation Movement's at the heart of all this, and <laughs> April's so going to try to... Surely the military would tell me 
a foreign national and spy <laughs> of every secret military government uh, <laughs> right. organization. I, I understand the like the Five Eyes is a strong <laughs> um, network of spies, but I don't know exactly how thorough it is. Uh, April's going to try to beef up Kit's infrared scanners to see if he can see anything beyond the the lead doors. It's ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Gavin goes back to Vegas to treat with Elizabeth Knight. And she's yeah, got he just walks right yeah, back. Yeah, and she's got the she's got the gall to just act like, oh Gavin, you're so you're so silly. I didn't kill you one. I didn't poison you. You just uh Right. You drank too much like gaslighting. What is her play here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're so you're so charming, so suspicious. You wouldn't want me to release the sex tape, would you? Um and she's like just kind of giving him the business, and then Garth Knight uh reveals himself. And the yeah, he has a he has a great moment from atop the spiral staircase. I would love to see a flashback I, I, I episode also like... of young Garth running Devon around the foundation. <laughs> that would be yeah, fun. Just like you know, when you're out of ideas deep in season four, just do a flashback episode. <laughs> <laughs> he has a, he has a David Hasselhoff hairpiece and and like just a a, a pubescent version of the goat. Oh, you know, it's yeah, kind of patchy. Yeah. Hasn't all come in, but. That's such a good look. Acne, <laughs> untreated acne. This is before they had the Accutane, you know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So uh, he says, "I came here to reason with you, Garth." And Garth says, "It's too late for that. The only time we have now is for war, and for your defeat, especially Michael Knight." Dun dun dun. Uh, a regular old truck drives down the street. Turns out it's April's mobile garage. And she's the mechanic, mm-hmm. as we mentioned. Uh, she's wearing like a purple pink jumpsuit with like sequin buttons and uh, yeah, pigtails. A lot. The pigtails is that's just too much. She looks man. like the kid sisters from Brady Bunch. Right. <laughs> she and does. just really yeah. aggressively off putting. Like, damn, we <sighs> traded Bonnie for this. No, I've. I was endlessly disappointed because I was okay. I was like, up to this point, I was like, all right. Um, now I want to call him Gavin. Devin has a new has a new secretary. Whatever. Right. But eventually, we'll get Bonnie back. Like, what? What is this? I don't know. Patricia McPherson wouldn't What's... put up with this shit. It's probably why they got rid of her. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she was like, "I'm not doing pig." That's the line. So it turns out. I will leave the show. Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks, Garth Knight got out of African prison (laughs) by having an intermediary that he had corruption charges, blackmail over to arrange a presidential pardon. And it's within a week of being let out of prison. Garth had this man murdered or framed for suicide. Murder stage of suicide. Mm. It's really Machiavellian plot. Because they also reveal in the same scene that the the corruption this government officials being prosecuted for was illegal diamond mine leasing. <laughs> so the blackmail he had over him furthered his own agenda. Was, it's actually it's really tight. It's yeah. really tight. Yeah. 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 Well done. Well done. Uh Rita calls and says, I need to see you right away. So Kit deploys from a truck and this is so fucking cool. Holy yes, shit. Yes, I agree. Nighttime deployment of Kit. He hits the ground. It sparks. 
He pulls an instant 180 Rockford and takes off in the opposite direction. Oh, my God. No, it's a legitimately great stunt. Oh, it's so cool. So, yeah, now now, now Michael goes back to Rita, and she's coming to correct now. She apologized for being angry. I'm so powerless, Michael. And he's like, oh, yeah? Last time I saw you, you were a a dealer could barely afford a $300 a month apartment. You're you're staying at a $300 a night suite. What's the deal? She's like, well, I'm working for Garth. I'm working for Garth. I'm I'm letting him seduce me so I can get the goods on him, see? Which actually, you know, that's that's a heads-up play by Rita. It's a heck of a gambit. It's going to end in her being buried in the desert, probably. But, you know, you're trying to avenge your brother. I get it. Fair enough. And I mean, she could just, like, poison him or something. And she gives uh, Michael some nice intel. She says, hey, I overheard him talking that he has a demo for his warlord buddy and he says the shell is ready Goliath is born which is so fucking Garth Knight Uh, (laughs) and the face and hand gesture Michael Knight makes on hearing these words is incredible what is he doing <laughs> he kind of turns into like a Frankenstein. Yeah, it's like Frankenstein minute. coming at you with his hands <laughs> at waist level to choke you to death. <laughs> is, yeah. is... This is a point of view. Uh, it's two a.m. and you're a hamburger on the bathroom floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's exact. You don't want that thousand yard stare pointed in your direction, huh? Uh, so his two brain cells activate, and he realizes what's going on. Um, uh, Garth welcomes his brother from another mother, Kuna, to his compound. They do. They embrace right. the college of the brother. And uh, Kuna yeah. is suitably impressed with Goliath. He says, it's everything you promised. It's magnificent. <laughs> It's so funny. It's just a big truck. <laughs> it's essentially, um, Garth is making a killdozer he here, is. is what he's doing. He is. It's not that impressive. It's not a scalpel. I mean, they have a plan for it and everything. It's a splitting but... mall. And what is impressive is he gives him a steel bar and he slams it against Goliath's uh, uh, um, uh, very impressive and beefy cow catcher, uh, radiator guard, whatever. And it's it shatters like glass. Like this would be a pretty easy illusion to fake <laughs> to like instill false confidence in I, someone. I, Here, take I this. this soft soft uh, pig iron <laughs> in liquid nitrogen yeah. for thirty minutes. Now right. wear this heavy yeah, leather glove. Wear this and... glove. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I you know. The kid drives up with his infrared scanner, and not only can he see through these doors, he can see through these doors <laughs> uh, like they're polished glass. Yeah, like this is to like a, a camera shot. Yeah, yeah. Full color penetrative infrared vision. It's insane. It's insane. It's it's way silly. And this is yeah, kid's getting very magical at this point. And uh, and we haven't even got to super pursuit mode. Oh boy. Wait until you get a load of his super pursuit mode that he can switch into in later seasons. Um, Michael then sees the missiles deep in this complex and he realizes what he's going to use this truck uh, uh, with its magical invulnerable shell. And Kit's like, we should call Gavin. And he's like, nah, 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 nah. Let's check out his demonstration first. 
Uh, they reveal that this has been a trap the entire time. As Michael heads over to the demonstration, we see the African warlord's men spying on him. As he drives down this lonely canyon road, they detonate the canyon and it caves in behind him, so there's no escape. I don't know how the hell Goliath is going to get out of here now that I think about it. <laughs> um, we get more good beret action, like in the A team. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah! They got they got the counter the counter revolutionary revolutionary paramilitary outfits down pat. I still just don't understand the tactical bonus of a beret. It, it's a plus one to war crimes, I think. Uh, oh, okay, it's, yeah. It's really, it squeezes the anger center lobes of your brain. It does stimulate. <laughs> it's like the butcher's nails in Warhammer. Exactly. The butcher's beret. <laughs> the butcher's berets. <laughs> oh, my God. Driven mad by them. So, I'm so sorry. There's like three people that got that reference. I know, but it was so funny to them. <laughs> <laughs> and I was one of the three. <laughs> I gotta say, Kuhn has been blowing this. Uh, va- this was a cool effect. Like, you know, I don't know whether this is something they built or it's something they got the permission to cave in or if it's a scale model. Um, it's a model. There's some good model. They work actually in this do episode, some RC though. car work, I noticed. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it was pretty good for its era. Uh, so <laughs> Garth gets in what I can only describe as a. snazzy driving outfit a skin tight onesie with like silver buttons and he Uh bears down on Kit and Michael Knight he's got this intense look on his face Uh, Kit continues deeper into Red Bluff and he spots Goliath on his scanners and Kit says oh I can see he's molecularly bonded Michael we should withdraw and Michael's like ah I don't know I think if we're quick enough we can knock out his right front wheel like, right. what part of molecularly bonded do you not understand? Could someone... Like, uh, are kids' wheels vulnerable yeah. that way? And why is right... <laughs> like, this is, in, this is insane. So they do yeah. what fucking Knight Rider loves to do. It's a game of chicken. With a yeah. molecularly bonded semi, Garth looks determined. <laughs> Michael Knight, to his credit, looks afraid. He looks like he's about to shit his pants. And Goliath just hilariously dumpsters Kit. Like, it's not yeah. even, like, a debate. He just gets shoved to the ground like a six-year-old yeah. by a high schooler. Yeah. And Garth smiles and he blares his horn, and it's so funny. Yes. And Kid is... He does a lot of horn work in this episode. It's fun. Kid is fucked up. He is on his side. He's all rumpled. I Like I said, I think I got... I, I was upset enough to shed tears when this happened as a seven-year-old. Oh, no. And my dad was laughing his ass off. Like, it's, it's going to be okay. I promise. I promise. There, there's a whole season left, kid. You don't know how any of this works yet, but if they ever kill this fucker, it'll be during sweeps week. It'll be over. for the finale, yeah. okay? Relax. Right. Uh, to be continued. Part two. We'll be back to talk more about why is Mr. Feeney a car after this quick break. And now we're back with more. Why is Mr. Feeney a car? So we're going to skip the lengthy previously on because it is like weirdly complete for, you know, the episode that presumably we either just saw or saw earlier uh, or the previous week. Uh, and again, Kit's fucked up. They've actually gone back and fucked him up worse than he was at the end of la- the cliffhanger. <laughs> and true. can you describe Michael's disposition of his body? Uh, well, he certainly seems to be pinned beneath the rolled over. <laughs> 
kit. I he presumably crushed to death. I would kind of yeah, guess. like wear your seatbelt, you dork. Number one, number two. He's never had That's to before. True. Number two, like he has, he's like, guy, he had a head on collision, probably combined speed of something like 100, 120 miles an hour. And he's got nothing but a, a tasteful trickle of blood down one, uh, one side yeah. of his mouth. And he, he, no, that was from the Skittles he was eating while he was <laughs> casually playing this game of chicken. It was from the sad cheeseburger that he ate uh, <laughs> yeah. as he was bemoaning oh, his rare. fate. He, he, uh, so rare. He, he, uh, yeah, like, I don't see how he survived. This is insane. Yeah, I mean, maybe the, the thing is, is, it's like, I guess molecular bonding versus molecular bonding, just the biggest oh, yeah. vehicle yeah. wins. Yeah, but the, the impact. But maybe it was, yeah. Like, I can see Kit surviving in the, the stage, the state that he is, but not, Michael Knight should be fucking tomato paste. Yeah, he's the brain rattling around in the skull. And uh, he says, I'm sorry, Kit. I overmatched us. And then he thinks about right. it, he's like, I mean... I overmatched you. Like, he kind of throws Kit under the bus after he just threw him underneath the fucking Goliath. Literally, yeah, he just literally threw Kit under a semi. So Kit, Kit sounds weak, but he's still functional. He's got that warbly kind of like half activated. He's got a. It's cool. I like the I, I like the wounded Kit sound. No, like I said, that. as a kid, I was like, this is I was fucking enraptured by this, and. Uh, uh. Yeah, Kit's mentally functional. He can't contact anyone for help. He can't scan anything in the nearby environment. Uh, and Michael wants to consult the ESB, which is a sick callback from the pilot, where Devin tried to beg this fucker to read the manual and understand it. And he's yeah, like, nah, I don't have time for this yeah. nerd shit. Well, it's coming back yeah. at the start of season two. All right, all right. He pulls out this binder, and it's got all these... <laughs> So this is hilarious. He, it's got all these schematics that are clearly like these intricate circuit works and stuff. And he even says like, ah, this is like Greek, buddy. The very next scene, he's going to have he's going to have Kit's hood open, diagnose that he has busted uh, turbines and suggest right jury rigging this into a ramjet. Uh, yeah. I am I supposed to know what a ramjet is? I don't is? know how the hell you could make a ramjet out of a jet in the desert from a broken jet engine. Let right. let alone Michael Knight, who just just thirty seconds ago didn't understand a circuit schematic. Now he's <laughs> he's 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 like fucking Tony Stark in a cave. What the hell is going yeah. on? No, he got a he got a unwarranted intelligence boost all of a sudden. Um. So yeah, maybe the maybe it's Gilligan's Island coconut math. Maybe mm. he was a genius. Then he got shot in the head, became kind of the lovable doof that we've known, and now this concussion has regeniusified him. Maybe the plastic surgery to look like the knights somehow rewired his brain to be smart like them too. Uh -huh. It's just taking a season to take effect. Plastic surgeon, can you make his brain more wrinkly, please? <laughs> he needs a few more. I heard that's where the intelligence lives <laughs> more wrinkles uh kit says he whines and says oh my exhaust can't handle the temperatures of a ramjet and we'll never be able to navigate and kit's like we're gonna die here pal we gotta try something yeah uh devin tries to tell a norad general look man we made you we saw your secret missile base 
and you're going to get your shit kicked in. You got to defend yourself. And the general's like, nah, bullshit. We would know if you're going to be attacked, and he just dismisses him. Uh, right. There's a really wacky map of the world <laughs> in this scene, too, where, um, like, northern China, Mongolia is, like, its own independent nation. I don't know. Maybe there's and it's some centered on the Pacific Ocean. Some, it's like, it's like yeah. the weekend update map in Saturday Night Live. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Buying Chinese yeah, Mongolia will, resource zone. What? What the hell is this country? <laughs> anyway, that's part of the deep lore of Night yeah, Rider. It's, uh, it's, it's due to the Foundation's meddling, I'm sure. <laughs> so, Michael Knight gets back in Kit, and he wrestles himself into his seat. He's, like, getting into a rocket, because Kit's on its side. And he tries to fire Kit, <laughs> and the engine starts, and Michael Knight gets Kit back onto his tires by just flooring it. Until somehow right, yeah. the engine writes itself. What? The problem was I wasn't flooring it enough. I mean, maybe there's enough spin in the tires that are getting enough traction to pull it over and ride it. I thought they'd do... They'd, so I, I misremembered this. I thought that... like Maybe there's a MacGyver episode where he does this, but I thought he rigged a pulley system to get Kit back on its feet, number one. Seems like that's what he should have done. Or, or I feel like he probably could have just pushed it or over. Or he uses a supercharged ramjet to have kit auto open its door so hard that it like flings uh, itself back onto itself and you could probably no that would have been you could probably cool. do a reverse motion of that it would look pretty cool i don't understand why they because this is just ridiculous it's just like he just revs the engine until it flips back over now yeah i thought because i have a vivid memory of seeing kit fishtailing in the desert and my uh -huh. seven-year-old brain didn't realize it was michael knight struggling with the intense uh, acceleration of the ramjet. I thought Kit. Thought they're just having a good no, time. No, I thought Kit was so bent and fucked up in his frame that he couldn't drive straight, and like Michael Knight was going oh. to have to essentially battle him the entire way to the Knight Foundation. Gotcha. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Clearly, he was just the uh, fishtail because of the acceleration. Right. Uh, what the hell is going on here with this donkey? I don't remember this. Was I? They encounter a man with a donkey who's basically his whole purpose seems to be like the I picked the wrong day to quit drinking kind of a character. So he doesn't actually help Michael. Okay. Nope. I thought for sure he was gonna like Michael was gonna get directions right. or something. They just buzz by him a couple times. At one point he like dives and hits the dirt, but literally he's just there to be like. Did I just see what I thought I saw? Yeah. Um, so Kit's wrist. That's probably like the director or something. Kit's trying to, he's freaking out about Michael going 300 miles an hour, barely out of in control. And he tries to calculate the risk and his risk calculation circuit burns out. Uh, I thought that was pretty that's funny. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Uh, Kuna is back congratulating Ga uh, Garth about his accomplishment, but he also has a warning. He says, I'm trying. He gets really aggro. Yeah. He's like, uh, he has his tufts go up and grab Garth and says, look, I understand you have a personal vendetta, but I have an investment to protect and you need to stop fucking around with your personal bullshit and drive or I will get one of my talented African warlord flunky butcher beret guys to pilot <laughs> the vehicle. And Garth is pissed. He don't like this. He don't like this at all. 
furious. Yeah. Uh, the Warlord is right, though. Oh, 100%. 100%. The Vendetta is going to cost him in a it minute. It is going to bite him hard. Uh, Devin frets and Michael Knight might have given his life for nothing, and just as he does, Michael Knight strolls into the office, eyes rolled back into his head, and passes out into <laughs> April's arms. Yeah. Uh, uh, he just barely made it. After he recovers, they all put together that the Warlord's going to use Goliath to steal the missiles from Red Bluff. And Michael deduces that Gavin didn't kill Michael when he could have because he's got to beat him. He's got to prove that he's the better man. Mm-hmm. And he says, mm-hmm. he can't stand losing to me. And with the kid's help, I think I can beat him. Um, April installs a beefed up version of some kind of, they call it, what is they call it? Um, an ultra frequency beam. She supercharges it with a powerful laser for some reason. And she says this might do which and I, this is all just to cheat at dice. This ultra frequency right. beam. She also gives Michael Knight a small explosive to plant on Goliath. Um, and then she gives him an oh you repressible scoundrel look as he takes off. Right. I uh I think I missed the part. I didn't realize they were installing the dice cheating uh device in this episode. I thought that must have been a pre existing thing because it is so completely absurd. And it comes out of left field and it's just like I think that's what they do. It's like uh in the previous the previous season it's like, you know, what's gonna give him a tow cable and we'll figure out something for him to do the tow <laughs> right. cable. Now it's like, ah, we need to cheat at Vegas dice. Ah, Right, well, give him a yeah, dice electroma- cheating machine. Yeah, 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 so it's electromagnetic. Yeah, that's that's the ticket. That's the ticket. So, um, Garth sidles up to Rita and says, Hey, uh, we've had some special times, baby. Just want to make sure there's no one but me, is there? And she says, No. And he's like, Oh, of course not. How could there be? And then he kisses her. He says, Remember that. And he kisses her, and it's really intense. But Rita plays this like she's about to laugh because I think she is. I think her and Hasselhoff could barely keep this shit together. Look at her. <laughs> yeah. She's right there. Right so- there. She almost laughed in his face. Well, she's like she's looking at his uh, fake mustache and sideburns. Oh, and the, and the, and the, the performance and- he's putting on. It's a lot. Uh, right. It's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun, though. Yeah, and just as she's about to leave his suite, he goes, oh, by the way, sorry to hear about Ron. Turns out some rock collectors found his body out in the desert. Why would you say this? At the eve, like, it's, it's, all, part of, it's all part of him reverse baiting Michael, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I think so. so. This is I all guess. part of his, his thing. So... Michael shows up at craps and he blocks all of Garth's cock. Like mm-hmm. he just, 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 he's just like, if you had a real life player doing do this and craps, you would have him killed. Uh, Michael bets <laughs> all of his opposite. He keeps on doubling down. Yeah. He th- he th- he rolls seven, like four times in a row. And then there's this one final bet. He's like, I want to put 50,000. The dealer says, sir, the table limits 20,000. And Garth says his credit's good. And I'm like, does Garth fucking own this casino? Right. Is that how that Can works? Can a high roller just be, be like, a- no, he's good. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, and he, 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 he cost Garth like a hundred thousand dollars his last throw. And, yeah. um, Michael thinks he's clever. He thinks he's got the hook set deep into Garth. 
And and to be clear, it's not that uh, it's not that Michael Knight is good at craps. It's that there's a cheesy little animation every time the dice are thrown and it pops into whatever number. Yeah. It needs to be. Kit's using his infrared camera to monitor inside the casino and using, yeah, like the dice glow blue and they always flip up. uh, Or he he also makes uh, Karth roll snake eyes, which is funny, too. Right. So now Kit is like one of the most powerful entities on the face of the planet because it essentially has an infinite money glitch. He's got the combined powers of Juggernaut, Magneto, and Professor X at this point. He's an Alpha Class (laughs) mutant car in a Trans Am. It's insane. (laughs) So, so, so Michael takes off in Kit, and Garth takes off in his red Mercedes, and me and Kit are wondering what the fuck is he trying to do. Like this bins ain't molecularly bonded bullshit. So no. And Michael deduces that he's so angry he's not even thinking straight. He's tilted. And apparently, Kit can take remote control of cars now too. He locks his steering, and they trick him into going into Bonnie's mobile garage, where Devin takes him at gunpoint. Right. Um. So now, I mean, it seems like. All the cards, so to speak, are in favor of the Knight Foundation. What could possibly go wrong? It, sh- it sure does. Uh, Michael dresses <laughs> as Garth, returns to the casino. This is so fun. So now we've got Michael Knight. Now we have David Hasselhoff playing Michael Knight. Playing. Dressed as David Hasselhoff as Garth Knight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he shows up and he, he goes to read and read his course freaked out. He's like, no, it's me, Michael. And since he's the mm-hmm. antithesis, she just spiritually grocks the fact that this is this Michael. And he said, you got to get out of here. You got to come with me or you won't live through the night. Uh, Kuna, the Michael Knight. Kuna, the warlord, taunts Elizabeth Knight about what a Liberty gibbet her son Garth is. And she says, <laughs> this operation isn't planned by small minded people who are ruled by clocks coming dangerously close to inventing the concept of white people time. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what she's doing. Uh, it's pretty wild that these warlords are just operating in full military uniforms willy-nilly within the United US States soil, of America. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. Is there at any point in time just some sort of warlord warlording around in America? Right. And I don't even know because it's out in the desert. Like maybe, Gavin, maybe Gavin should, should step back from NORAD. Just call the FBI. Hey, we have a warlord <laughs> on our territory. Can you just come and arrest him? He's got like yeah. 10 dudes. So, you know, beef up, but... Yeah, uh, I'm not saying you have to go full Waco or anything, but um, Devin is fretting again, so he decides to check on Garth. Garth has dressed up as Michael Knight, of course, and he swings down from the ceiling <laughs> and kicks Gavin's ass. Right. Takes him in April at gunpoint. And it's not clear to me why he doesn't just get in his bins and take off because it's right there. Mm. It's right there in the truck. Could still be in lockdown. Maybe. Mode. Uh, so he instead goes and jumps out the top. There's an escape hatch on the truck and he jumps into some unsuspecting convertible caddy, which is funny, (laughs) beats the guy down and just drives off. That's actually a cool ass stunt though. It is a good stunt. Another good stunt. Stunts in this episode are great. I'm sure they weren't going as fast as it looks, but some stunt man jumped off the uh, back of a moving semi onto a convertible. That's also moving pretty sweet. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, Rita said she was leaving Garth because she couldn't stand being with the man that killed her brother. Yeah, that's a good reason. Yeah. There's some mess where Michael says, didn't your brother want a gold record? What the fuck is that about? I have no idea, man. I feel like there was a B plot that her, her brother came out to Vegas to record a hit record. Or I, I don't know. I, I couldn't. I, I didn't. I didn't track. That. <laughs> I took it as like a Pulitzer type of thing because I thought he was a journalist, but I guess he was just getting blackmail. Was her brother the know. blonde guy? Yeah, right. I didn't put that together. I thought that was someone from the like a spy from the foundation. But that yeah, that that actually checks out. That's a lot cleaner. Um, so, so, uh, Michael Knight says, Hey, you gotta, I'm going to have tint, uh, kit tint the cars windows. You stay here. I'll be safe because I'm Garth and he fears no male man. <laughs> um, I want to say that kit with his windows all blacked out is so fucking sick looking. Oh yeah. That's a great, like look. it's illegal as hell, but all black, everything, <laughs> all tinted, everything is so fucking clean looking. Look at that. Everything thing. they do is illegal. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, that's a good Jesus. Look. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. For off road purposes. Well, they, to be fair, they're using it off road. So that's true. They're off road. Since we're in the desert, we're allowed to do this kit just this one time. It's like. Being in the desert is like being in international waters for cars. It's just, you know, anything goes. (laughs) That's a good, that's an excellent point. Deserts are the international water of land. Yeah, which is why all car chases in Mad Max are naval battles. Are legal. Oh, yeah. And also, it's under Admiralty law. True, true. Uh, they're all sovereign citizens for that very reason. Exactly. They kind of are. That's true. That's true. Gold fringe is not for nothing in that universe. Uh, so, uh, Michael rolls up and, uh, Kuna asks him if his personal vendettas are satisfied and he does a pretty good Garth and says, mind your own business. Uh, I took Kent kit as a memento of my ultimate triumph over Michael Knight. And I need five right. minutes alone with Goliath to make sure everything's good. And he's going to plan his explosive. I don't know what the fuck he's going to do. Could you put a golf ball size of a, of, of explosive anywhere on Kit and do anything? That's what I was wondering. Like, if you put, does this imply that there are weak spots on Kit that we don't I know about? I bet there are. No. I actually bet that's exploited in, like, a later season, too. The glove box. Or if you put a banana in the uh, exhaust pipe. <laughs> totally immobilizes them. Sugar in the gas tank, banana in the tailpipe. I get if you got like a molecularly bonded anvil and dropped it on him from a helicopter. Ooh. I think technically that could take. That would him do out. hail damage at least. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I also think there's uh, an uh, there's uh, the other thing you could do is like probably shoot it like a five megawatt laser right into his red grill. That probably fuck you yes, up too. See, absolutely. So, um, and unfortunately, Garth Knight is immediately on Michael's ass. Like, Kit gives him five seconds of warning. Yeah. He comes screaming up in uh, this caddy, and he cuts Michael Knight off and takes him at gunpoint. Um, and it's crazy. Uh, he's back in his, his, re- his, his sweet-ass driving suit with the buttons, and he goes to Michael and goes, Michael. You're the able to my cane. We have so much in common. Names, faces, father, our future. And Michael's like, what the hell are you talking about? It's like, I'm taking you back to Africa. And I thought he was going to offer an alliance. 
Mm. And I was so tickled that he's like, nah, I'm dragging you back to Africa and I'm throwing <laughs> you in the same prison I rotted in and I want to see what you do with that situation, boy. I dig it. Yeah. He's like planning Michael's ultimate ruin and he's going to take everything that he was taken from him. I love it. Yes. Fun villain. Enjoying every second of it, too. Uh, Michael Knight is helpless as he watches uh, uh, Garth load up the uh, African revolutionaries. Right. And they, Fully berated. And they make for the Bureau of Indian Affairs, which is the, the government agency that's keeping the Native Americans out of their burial lands. And uh, <laughs> Jesus. He, he smashes through the fence. Is it just me or does he look scared or unsure here? Yeah, absolutely. No, he like winces. It's like, I don't know. What? This chain it's link. A chain link. Might... Like, I buy yeah. this later when he clashes through the bunker, but what the fuck? Uh-huh. No, it's, um, <laughs> and they're all relieved when they see it. It's like, oh, thank God. But that's, that's something you, I think my Honda Accord could possibly <laughs> accomplish this feat. Yeah, dude, you dumpstered kit. I think you'll be fine going through the chain link <laughs> fence, all right? <laughs> Um, so Red Bluff closes its blast doors and Goliath just launches Mm -hmm. missile after missile to soften it up. Uh, by the way, if you're playing at home, it's a very fun game to keep track of the continuity between missiles launched (laughs) and how many are still left in Goliath's reserve because it'll be, it'll be half empty, full three quarters. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, he makes one last uncertain face as he smashes through the, uh, the, the, the blast doors. And this is actually a sweet sequence. Goliath comes screaming in, and he's got nozzles mounted all over, spewing green Smilex gas. Looks like the Joker's shit. And <laughs> yep. him and his African mercenaries pile out with gas masks and pacify anyone who's not been taken out by the gas. And they, they have total control, and they start stealing the missiles. Yeah, it works. It's a, it's a, at least there's a plan here, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, it wasn't just a smash and grab. It's a smash and gas and yeah, grab. Yeah, yeah. It's like a sounds like a gas I'm station. I'm modestly impressed with the sophistication of this storytelling here. I mean, they they <laughs> right. Mod- a lot of it is just what they're gonna do with the missiles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? And a lot of the a lot of the complexity is just Kit did magic, but still, still yes. Uh, and the U.S. government just kind of left the missiles lying around in there. Like, sure, it was in the bunker, uh, but mm, and, and it's maybe don't just leave them in the hangar. It's not going to look good on a congressional hearing when you hear the foundation of law and government gave you a warning less than 24 hours before this happened, too, boy. There's going to be some question. This general is going to be busted down to an errand boy before the end of the week. Heck, yeah. Um. So they load up and they get back on and they're, they're back off. And Michael turns out he's got his own gambit. He's talking to his watch down low, implying that he set a trap. Mm-hmm. As Elizabeth and Kuna walk out, uh, Kit comes by and knocks out the support strut that holds up the awning on their sweet little <laughs> RV. Possibly, <laughs> possibly the same RV that we saw Archangel using in Airwolf a couple weeks ago. Right. And uh, it kind of like nets them, and he uses that opportunity to escape in Kit. It's a perfect plan. It is. It is. Um, Kit can now unlock Michael's handcuffs just by thinking about it. Right. Another thing. Yeah. Like he gets handcuffed out 
instantly. Yeah. Kit has become way powerful. Yeah. And it's all with his mind. There's not like he held it up to a laser yeah. or something. It's just like it's his hand. The genie. His handcuffs glowed red. Yeah. It's some Jafar shit. His handcuffs glow red and they just break. So, uh, <laughs> oh my God. So Michael says, you know, I saw April rig up this super laser to your electromagnetic jiggler and it scared the shit out of me. I want to pump all your juice through that and use it to punch a hole through Goliath. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that earlier in the episode, Kit's been real pissed about how he got handled by Goliath. And he's been spinning all of his willpower to try to figure out how to defeat him. And he's, he's, he's right. found a single weakness, a single bolt that holds mm-hmm. the, the trailer to the semi-tractor. And they think they can exploit it with the laser. Yes, the linchpin of this plan is the linchpin. Literal linchpin. <laughs> uh, Garth is happy to be running down Kid again. Uh, Michael Knight, hot while he leans over while Kit's driving, and he's got his hands up to his elbows in the glove compartment. He's rewiring Kit. I don't know how any of this shit's happening. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, so we get to the commercial shot, and it turns out that's just Kit baiting a rocket so that he can get a good position on Goliath's rear. And they do a three-part attack on Goliath. The first part, they use the laser to melt the door shut so the warlord and the missile cannot get down. I kind of love that. They lock the guys in. It's actually something you could plausibly do with a powerful laser. So kudos. Yeah, yeah. The second is they're going to sever the connection between Goliath and his trailer so that he cannot tow it to the airport. And the third... (laughs) They're gonna. He's gonna instruct Kit to go head on in another another suicide uh, game of chicken, and to target Goliath's rocket when he sees the white of the rocket tips. Uh huh. Like um, like George Washington once said, "Hold your laser fire until you see the white of their rocket tips, men." Exactly. Exactly. Just like that. And he, they blow it, and it just fucks Goliath up. Like it's is, it does. His cab fills with smoke. Garth has to bail out, choking. Uh, it's later going to explode from the critical damage it took to its rocket assembly. Uh, and Garth and Michael Knight engage in some of the clumsiest kung fu. I love this. I was not expecting melee combat at all. Now we have David Hasselhoff fighting himself all of a sudden. Every Hoff is now, kung fu fighting. And what's funny is, yeah. like, I, I remember praising him for throwing a very good scissor kick in the pilot. He can't really <laughs> right, kick over yeah. his waist, and I think it's the tightness of the pants. Uh-huh. They're just, like, throwing these hilariously un- ineffective, uh, uh, you know, kicks at each other, and Michael's able to get the upper hand and knock uh, Garth out. Yeah, he does a judo throw and one haymaker to the face, and he's TV-style knocked out. And Goliath fucking explodes. They wrap this episode (laughs) up in a hurry. Goliath explodes, engulfed in flames. Michael Knight hugs Rita, looks down at the vanquished Garth, and bam, credits, baby. (laughs) That was an episode. (laughs) Fuck, I need to smoke a cigarette. Yeah, uh, sorry, hud. I just gotta <laughs> had a little too much fun at the end there. Hey, let's uh, let's call it a night. Oh, this hay. is yeah, yeah. I just yeah, I'm so glad we watched this. This is a great way to end the season. 
uh, a, phenom- a phenomenal legacy for I I actually I oh before they roll credits though they do make sure that Michael Knight has to give away all of his ill-begotten gambling money so he's broke again. <laughs> true, true. He 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 was already counting how many cheeseburgers he could buy at the hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I I guess uh, all that's left is to dream about season three. And to record some feedback. Okay, Feeny at baldmove.com is how you send feedback. I'm not sure why you would want to because we're about to go on a hiatus, but uh oh you know what? Yeah, no, send send a bunch in and we'll uh I always read the old stuff that came in on the off season and that'll get our juices flowing for mm. our planning for next season. Uh Ryan kicks us off and also finishes us off uh with the email. Uh, love listening to your podcast. I had some thoughts on next season. Thank you, Ryan. You should do some 80s cop and private eye shows. Shows like Hunter, Riptide, Simon and Simon, Ooh. Hardcastle McCormick, Matt Houston, Cagney and Lacey, Remington Steel, 21 Jump Street, Miami Vice, and of course, Manimal. Throw in the Equalizer that list, too. I'm kind of intrigued by... My dad loved that old Equalizer film, and now like Denzel Washington's making a whole franchise out of it. I'm like intrigued. You know, I always like going back and watching my dad shows that my dad was a big fan of, you know, mm. I'm like, do I, do I, can I, do I get it? Um, <laughs> I've not, I'm not familiar with the equalizer at all. I, I apologize. It's this old British guy and he doesn't, he wasn't like a particular badass. He just drove this like really sweet car and he wore like trench coats and leather gloves and he shot people with like a little I, pistol. <laughs> I but love like, this idea. Yeah, he he's he's like he's supposed to be a hard ass, but every time I've seen um a scene out of context scene, it just looks like this this looks kind of ridiculous. But okay, I don't know, Denzel plays him as a real badass, and in all the Equalizer trailers I've seen, uh, Ryan concludes, "Keep up the good work." Uh, thanks, Ryan. We're going to try. Um, <laughs> this is going to pivot us to ideas for season three, uh, shows to watch, uh, different concepts to try. We did pilots and best this season. Um, we had a couple. We're talking offline. You suggested at some point, I can't remember when, we should check out soap operas. And I'm like, right. I would not mind. I would hate to devote a whole season to soap operas because I feel like, you know, if you're in 80s action TV, that might not be up your alley. But I think we could find a concept that would work. Like, if we just picked a day, like threw a dart on, uh, just got a <laughs> ordered a 1986 calendar, hung it up mm-hmm. on the wall and threw a dart and whatever day it lands on <laughs> check out like general hospital days of our lives. All my children do any of the episodes make sense. If you just parachute in, in the middle of a storyline, right? Uh, you could also do, I get maybe, I don't know. Cause like the re I think, 80s action, we get a lot of Gen X people involved. If you start doing like shit like Falcon's Crest and Dallas, I don't know if there's the same amount of nostalgia. You're like chasing For boomers Dallas, at that point. They made a they made a whole tabletop RPG of, of Dallas. Did are you shitting me? The For a, real. A, a real a real RPG or just like a table like a a Monopoly game? No, uh, they made a real RPG for Dallas. 
Damn. And apparently, apparently it's pretty good. <laughs> and I'm kind of in the middle, so I, I I imagine there was probably some 14, 15 year old Gen Xers that might have been like actually watching that shit. Because I I I felt like I was always precocious. I was watching like Northern Exposure when I was like 12, 13. Um, if my you know I started getting to like more adult television when I was like 11, 12, 13. You know, like I don't I don't right. like watching cartoons anymore. Uh, so that's an idea. Oh. You you had best and worst. Best and worst, yeah. Maybe similar to this this season, except instead of doing the pilot and the best, we we get some of the best episodes out there, and maybe yeah. even revisit some of our old favorites. Like I would yeah. love to watch the second best MacGyver episode. Yeah, that could be fun. But then also the bottom of the list on IMDb yeah. because the I do love worst. And you know this about me, and I'm sure the listeners have uh, figured it out by now, but just to reiterate it, I'm a hater. Like, I like <laughs> I like hate-watching, and I like talking about the things that I think are garbage. You thrive so be, on that, yeah. uh, that, that, <laughs> that negativity. <laughs> it's my comfort zone. It says a lot about me. Trust me, I've been through therapy about this, and it hasn't helped. <laughs> you love being I, a hater, you know? I, I can hate on that therapist. Uh, but um, <laughs> best and the worst might be a uh, might be a fun option too. Yeah, you could just like because I was like, well, we've we've already watched a lot of the best episodes of the television we watch, but it's like, yeah, if you go second, and there's a couple point, there's a couple things where there was two episodes equally yeah. highly ranked, and we just arbitrarily yeah. chose one, or yeah. we just cho- went with the listener pick with greatest American here. Yeah, that could work. Um, I also think we could probably fill up a season of Knight Rider if we just went back and did like the cla- <laughs> all time classics like Return of Car, Return of Garth, uh, Return of Goliath, uh, some of the like uh, the first the first appearance of the Super Pursuit mode. If you know, you know. Uh, right. There's just a shit ton of night, and it is God. It is it is a it is a hoot every time we watch it. I love Knight Rider, so I'm totally cool with that. Also. Um, another idea we had was clean sweep. Feeny season three, clean sweep, where we go back and watch sweeps weeks episodes. Uh-huh. And if Pick you're not familiar, mm. if you're not familiar, there is, uh, because technology is primitive. People were using punch cards and like telegraphs back in the day. Uh, it was impractical, I guess, to determine how many households are watching all television all the time. So there was like, I think, a couple of weeks in both the summer and the winter where the networks would grab their eyeball numbers and ship it off to the advertisers. That's the only numbers that mattered. Those are called sweeps weeks. And it got to where the network would urge their writers and their producers to juice up the plot lines and the crazy shit to attract audiences for sweeps weeks. So... Those might not be the best or the worst, but like the craziest, most exploitative <laughs> episodes. Is, is Kit a vampire? Tune in this week. There's only right. mo- I guess Futurama did that, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? This is, an, this is a, a completely off the cuff one. There used to be a phenomenon where there would be very special episodes, like a on a very, very special uh-huh. episode of Family Ties. Of like, and, and as a kid, you're like, "Oh shit, <laughs> yeah, someone's getting addicted to drugs." Joey someone's got AIDS. <laughs> someone's getting a bad bad touch. Yeah, someone just someone got an incurable <laughs> disease. 
uh, a cousin is coming out as gay. Like, it was like, we could do very, very special episodes. A, a very special season of Why is Mr. Feeny a Car? That would be, actually, that's a really good one. <laughs> so, Feeny comes from Boy vs. World, right? Yeah, yeah. There's got to be a very special episode oh, of Boy vs. Yeah. World. Probably Topanga's one a season. pregnant. Oh, <laughs> yes. did she get pregnant? For I real? don't know. I have oh. no idea. <laughs> Uh, oh, that would be man, cool. A very special season of Why is Mr. Fenia Car? That is, <laughs> that is great. The problem is, is we've had like five great ideas right now. So, I like... know. I'm I'm writing them all down. A <laughs> uh, very special. The thing is, is like, was How that more get of a comedy? The... Was that a comedy thing, or did they the, the action shit, shit get into that too? Because I feel like <sighs> it was mostly a comedy thing. Like but on the it... very special episode of, of Growing Pains, Kurt yeah. Cameron's got a shoplift or. <laughs> <laughs> he stole a Gideon Bible from the hotel he stayed at. He's not uh, stealing. They want you to take them, okay? You know, I, feel, I feel like Gideons get real bummed out when they go, and they're like, you know what, brothers? It's been a year since we've been to a hotel. There's no takers. They're still no here. Takers. All these spines completely intact, unbroken. Um... Man, but that would be fun to watch because we're talking about how we can't do comedy because comedy is not as fun to review. But comedy is deciding to dip their toe into melodrama could make yeah. for some oh. great review bait. Yes, we. Oh, and I'm thinking I can already think of like, oh yeah, we'd have to do like the different strokes episode mm-hmm. where the guy run the bike shop, molested kids. Oh, uh, got to do the episode of Family Ties where Michael J. Fox's uncle, who was I think Tom Hanks was an alcoholic and was like drinking their vanilla extract out of cabinet and all this like oh my god yeah there's some that that would be that would be and it's just like how does it hold up right like, what yeah. was addiction scene what is the what what right. did a, a sensitive to portrayal of addiction look like in 1983 <laughs> you know the uh, question is how do we find these episodes or do oh, we just I, outsource it to the listeners like that's that's well i first of all i feel like i can just sit and think about seven on my own <laughs> but uh, a very let's see a very special episode of family ties uh, <laughs> uh, this is my, my favorite name is alex uh-oh uh Wow, part one, while the rest of the Keaton family grieves, so this is Michael J. Fox's Alex, Alex Keaton. Okay. While the rest of the Keaton family grieves over the sudden death of Alex's childhood friend Greg, Alex himself is acting strange, gradually being overcome by a volatile mixture of emotions that he futilely tries yes. to hide. We learn that Greg was killed in a car crash while running an errand that Alex declined to help him with. What? Yes. Alex begins showing symptoms of survivor's guilt, admitting to Mallory yes. that my life was saved out of smallness, out of a lack of generosity to a friend. <laughs> okay. He goes to therapy. Uh, all right. I don't... Boy, this would be a very... This would be a tightrope. We'd either... It'd either be a tightrope act, or we're just like, you know what, fuck it, we're going to be max offensive. Well, season three of... Why is Mr. Feeney a car? I think we need to swing for the fences, dude. We got a runner in scoring position, and we can maybe, like, knock it out of the park with a yeah, very special... Like... I also, I'm, I'm feeling introducing the podcast episode on a very special episode two of Why is Mr. Feeney a car? <laughs> with that voice, you know? Yeah, hit, Please hit week. the ejector, ejector seat, if you don't mind. <laughs> 
<laughs> Respectfully. Yes. Gently. Uh, with dignity. With dignity. Uh, oh, man. Okay. Is... We actually, we're not even done. We're not even done with yeah, the ideas. I, I, got, I got two more. Uh, British Invasion. <laughs> so this is your uh, your Faulty Towers, your Black Adder, your... But they had What's to the... have their own cheesy action TV, too. There's oh, probably... my God. Yeah, I've I only thought about the successful things that came over from Britain. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure they had a whole bunch of schlocky. Yeah, yeah. What was the British Knight Rider? I don't know. It's like an Austin Martin that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Had a green and, LED grill and an American voice. <laughs> ah, ah, it sounded like a Texan. Yeah. Ye yeehaw. Uh, whatever. Whatever is. The, the I say, I say, James, I don't think you should do that. <laughs> I've calculated the odds of you doing that, and don't look good, boy. I do um, declare, do not tell me the odds. Yeah, I, I would have to really lean on because I like Doctor Who, and I'm done. I don't, I can't think of another action show uh, that the BBC's put out in the 80s and early 90s, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, then finally, we had remakes, reboots, and reunions. Mm-hmm. Go back and find all the television that we've covered. Like Knight Riders had numerous reboots. Yeah, we could do a Bay. We could do a, a Baywatch because they had the show and then yep. the movie. Dukes yep. of Hazard had reunion and a reboot movie in two thousand five. Yep. That would be interesting to compare and contrast. That that I, I, any of those would be a fine season of television. I um, agree. In terms of rando, I'm going to add a bunch of these. In terms of rando episodes of television, we still have from our, our list. Grizzly Adams, Incredible Hulk, Buck Rogers. I'd be very excited about Incredible Hulk and Buck Rogers. Fall Guy, Blue Thunder, Manimal, V, Chips, Baywatch, and then we're just adding to the board Hunter, Riptide, Simon and Simon, (laughs) Hardcastle, and McCormick, which has a lot of quip. That's got a lot of quip history. Do you know quip, what I'm talking about, quips? Quip your pitchings. Oh no! I, I mean, yes, I know what you're talking about, but I don't, I don't know the show good enough to pick them out from Quip. We've had a because like it's a whole random. We we start off with a random episode generator that just puts in all these episodes and mashes them up, and we try to pitch what it's like. And Hardcastle McCormick comes up a lot. It's always like Hardcastle and Stalker, oh, or yeah. the Fat Man and McCormick, or so. So we're. Quit, I, I'm not familiar yeah. with that at all, but like Hardcastle. <laughs> Hardcastle, that's a that's a hell of a name. For yeah, that is a hell of a name. Uh, quit your pitch and find it on uh, premium bald move content. It is by far my favorite thing that you and Jim do. And uh, second it's place is not even close. And I'm including this podcast I do with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is a lot of fun. That's the pro. It's the it's the thing. Is like, man, I wish I could do one of those a month. You know, but like, oh my god, you have to kind of you, you have to kind of save up the juice for it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's a it's a it's an easily squeezed juice and it's slow to replenish. Um, <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna do it for this exciting. I will call it a semi special season of Mister Feeney. Uh, <laughs> once again, it's been a lot of fun, Jay. Yes. Uh, I thank I thank you I've for going a lot. on this journey with me. Absolutely. I mean, we finally had to learn how to play Dungeons and Dragons properly. <laughs> I've been yeah. doing it very yeah. wrong and it's nice to actually get get you mm-hmm. know get get straight with it. I've been uh, banned from the mini golf course. 
You're right. Formally right. trespassed. <laughs> right. Sir, this is an insensitive portrayal of uh, Middle Eastern cultures. You can't run around here. Yeah. That part is required, uh, too, according to Gary Gygax. <laughs> um, we're going to be back at some undetermined point in the future. And uh, do do another season of Feeny. Feeny at baldmove.com. If you've got any other ideas you'd like for us to consider. Or if you'd like to weigh in on which of these ideas Vote. you like yes. the most. Yeah, democracy. Yeah. Pokemon, go uh, to the polls, folks. <laughs> well, like I said, we'll be back. So, it, it, are you going to keep streaming and all that kind of stuff? And if, if yeah. people want to follow along, I know that we're going to continually uh, collaborate on content from time to time, too. We got yes. some, some stream ideas. Where do they find you on the internet, Jay? Go to twitch.tv blue underscore J underscore streams. And that is a great place to get some um, impromptu Aaron cameos from time to time too and we've been talking about yeah we've been talking about um preparing our warhammer 40,000 miniatures on stream at some point so hell yeah paint paint stream (laughs) if that's if that doesn't get your uh, slowly replenishing juices flowing then i don't know what will (laughs) no paint no gaint is what i like to say (laughs) i say i'll no paint, all taint. No breaks. <laughs> Let's go. Clear eyes. I'm, I'm in a loop divers. here. Get me Can't out of move. here. <laughs> uh, all right, that's it. Uh, if you like to follow, if, if somehow you happened on this and you have no idea what Bald Move is, check out Bald Move. You can go to Pulp. Probably Pulp. Check out Bald Move Pulp first, knowing the yeah. Feeny crowd. If you like yep. what we're doing over there, you can also check out Prestige. <laughs> but the Pulp will, will keep you busy listening for a long time. Baldmove.com for all that stuff. Check out my man Jay at his channel. Yeah. Uh, until next season, I'm Aaron. I've been Jay McCain. And Kit, why don't you go ahead and for one last time give us a very special ejector seat. Boy, oy, 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 oy. That's my somber ejector seat.